And welcome back to another episode of Grounded with Brandon and Craig. It is another beautiful Monday morning, a, a couple of days where Craig doesn't complain out of the year. I'm Brandon. And I'd be Craig, not the complainer. The, the not complainer Craig today. Yes, yes. I am not complaining. Um, I, last night, I was just telling you just a few minutes ago when we came in here that um, last night was Sunday night, and um, I was out on my back patio, and I actually had to go inside and get a jacket. It wasn't like Lightweight. cold. Well, you know, when you're just sitting there doing nothing, and uh, there was a slight, just a slight breeze, and I don't know what the humidity was. It was low, right, and the right. temperature was like 69. It was, it, I was cold, and if I'm cold, that's a lot. But you're right, I am not complaining, and um, I probably have another, you know, few days left of the year that I'm not going to complain, and... And then you'll start complaining that it's too cold and it's too oh snowy my. and it's too. You know, I I've, I've actually thought about that. I yesterday I was um, in my driveway doing some stuff and I walked out and looked back up at the house and literally this is what was in my mind. I'm like, I cannot believe this is going to be covered in snow in a couple of months. <laughs> That's awesome. I hate snow, I but love let's snow. not go there because I just said I wasn't complaining. Right, so I'm right. not complaining today. So there you go. Um, we are. Um, Doing something that we did last week, we had a we had a visit um, from the Black Rifle Ferry, right. and uh, which is Brandy, and um, he brought us Lava Panther, which he said he brought it. He brought it a while ago. That's what he told I, me, I must have forgot. My memory's not doing as good as it used to. I right. don't know. And today we are drinking. Uh, Molly Nauman brought mm-hmm. in a couple of different um, bags of coffee from Airstream, and yep. we talked about this last week. And last week, you you brewed a pot of coffee that was called uh, Stella's, Stella's Gold. Gold, blend. yeah. And that was really good. It was very good. It was really good. So Molly, that was really good. And Molly told me that that's her favorite one, Stella's Gold. And I love the packaging, by the way. It's, it's they look package. like Airstreams. Yes. And she said, like, the Stella's Gold is a gold mm-hmm. package, and she said they actually have a gold Airstream. There's only been, like, one made, I think. So, right? Molly, if you're if you're listening to this and you're in the vicinity of the gold Airstream, I would love to see a picture of that because I yes. can't even imagine. That's probably so beautiful, I can't even imagine. But, but today, uh, thank you, Molly, again, but we're drinking the other package, which is called the Wally Biome Blend. And it's good. It is it's very really good. good. Now, yeah. I, I, I'm just going to tell you straight up, and we both agree with this. Yes. Uh, we think the Stella's Gold mm-hmm. is just a hair better, but this is good. It is good. But this Molly good. said Stella's Gold was her favorite. Exactly. As well. Yep. So, but this actually looks like an Airstream. Like you put little I, wheels on it, and yeah, I. They need to sell their coffee bags with little wheels on. You them. know, I have tempted to go put little wheels on that and go buy a like a like a toy pickup truck and, and just put a hitch. Yeah, put a hitch on it and move <laughs> it around the office. That would be awesome, wouldn't it? That would be. <laughs> And, and and eventually it would uh, it would look like a little teardrop camper by the time we mm-hmm, drink more mm-hmm. coffee. <laughs> yeah, it went. So um, Molly, thank you very much for um, the coffee. And, yes, and uh, thank you for leaving us two bags of coffee. My goodness, that's going to be wonderful. So if you want it back, or if you want to come in and have a cup of coffee with us, we're here. So we, we're here. I'm going to try to get them both both bags drank today. Oh my! <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Wow, I would be amped. Yeah, more amped than normal. Yes. Just, yeah. You should do worship practice after you do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Poor Linda. That would be great. <laughs> I would love it. So how was your week? It was good. good. It was a good week. Um, you know, really? kind of getting back in the swing of things, mm-hmm. you know, from being out the week before and, and that's always fun. Had, had some graphic design stuff to get done. Um, but was able to take care of that and just trying to get planned out as far as you'll let me. Um, <laughs> well, we're, we're, we're doing pretty good. Yeah, we're doing okay. What? We mean okay. We've been better. Well, there was once where you had me like six weeks out. In I did, and I had planned for that. But right now, I'm I'm going with the leading of the Holy Spirit. You got you got to allow for the Spirit to lead. Whatever bro. excuses you need okay, to make. Yeah. No, we're good. At least I'm not getting it done on Sunday morning. That's true. So very true. That. Yeah, yeah. I would. I'm just a couple be... weeks out. You're one week out. I am. Yeah. I've got. This oh week. yeah, I got this get... week. Well, I'll get the other one done this week. Okay. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. I'm and then not, we got fair service. I'm not ratting on you. you. Then we got fair service. We got fair service. I'm going to go ahead and plan that. Yeah, I don't even know what you're preaching on, but well, it's going to be abbreviated like normal. I'll probably be ten minutes. I don't believe it. <laughs> well, you weren't. There but yet. I will say, I will say. Okay, while we're here, okay, first service yesterday. Yes, your clock was still in the green. I was in the green, and I've made so many deposits in the time zone. I can withdraw. 
if that's I need not to. true. That is not true yeah. because yeah. you you've bounced that check way too many times. Oh come on! You have withdrawn. You've overdrawn from that account too many times that you've got to continue to make some deposits. So you made a 10 second deposit first service, okay. but second service you withdrew a minute and 30 some seconds. Okay. So you're like a minute and 20 some <laughs> second withdrawal. Okay, so what about all the weeks I was way under? What how's how much is way under? Uh, one Sunday I was like 6 minutes under. Okay. And then then one Sunday I was 6 minutes exactly. over, right? So, I know. Right. What about those Sundays? <laughs> <laughs> but I did. I looked up at first service, and I'm like, "Oh wow, he's under. He's under time." And in both services, we were right on time. Yeah, we were. And had a couple of baptisms first service. First service, and uh, we had. Um, well, let's talk about that. We had four baptisms mm-hmm. yesterday. We have several other people thinking about being baptized, yep. and and if you're one of those that are thinking about being baptized, can I just encourage you just go ahead and do it? Yep. Just go ahead and get baptized. And um, if you need any questions answered, you can call the office, get a hold of one of us, and and we'll talk to you. But man, just give us a call and let us know that you're ready to do this, and and we'll get it together. So the first service yesterday, we. We knew they were going to be baptized. Mm-hmm. Um, it was Kyle Lee and Doug Phillips. Doug Phillips, yep. and uh, that was awesome. That was awesome. I just think it totally changes the mm-hmm. the day, you know, the day and everything. And yesterday was a weird day anyway because it was very cloudy, very gloomy. It was, and I think that was there was rainy. almost like a uh, there was almost like a, I wouldn't say a spirit of oppression or depression, but I would say that there was almost like a hovering because I think it was just the morning just gloomy. It was just gloomy, and so baptisms have a way of doing that. And then following the second service. Um, we had Robert and Louise Gray, uh, were baptized following mm-hmm. the second service and they've been married for a long time, couple in their eighties and, uh, were baptized. Awesome. It was it's just great. It was, yeah, it was really good and so excited. They were, mm-hmm. they were so excited and it was really good to do that. So, so for yesterday, that's awesome. Yeah, that is great. Yep. So you can't beat that, can you? Nope. Nope. So, it was a good day. So you can rag on my time, but we had four baptisms. I'll give you that. Okay, right. Yeah. Yeah. And then next week I'll rag on your time again probably. Yeah, so <laughs> probably. But speaking of that, I might need a little extra time next week. <laughs> he just his eyes just Yeah. You should see him. That's some good coffee. <laughs> That's some good coffee. Uh, but no. So you uh, you had something happen this morning. Um you took your daughter to uh, um yeah, so we had Kendi Gardner. Our, our youngest is going to be in school this year. I mean, she was in preschool last year, but that was a three day a week deal. And um, but all three kiddos will be in elementary this year. She Crazy. Uh, this morning um, started kick off to kindergarten. It's a four day deal they do here at the elementary school, and she did great. She did get in the car at the house, and she goes, "Dad, I'm a little nervous." It's like, well, that's kind of a big word for. You know, five year old, which amazes me for her. So right, anyway, and but she was fine. She got out and went over and got with her teacher and everything just fine. And um, but yeah, no, it was good and it's exciting. This is going to be the only year that all three of our kiddos will be in the same school. Really? Yeah, because Jordan next year will be in middle school. She'll be in sixth grade next year. How weird is that? That is crazy to think about. She's in middle school next year. You're going to turn around twice, and she's going to be married. Oh, God. You're going to be grandpa. But anyway, well, let's keep going. Yeah, let's not think about that. That's what I said way back in, and it happened quick. Oh, wow. So yeah, no, that was, that was good today. I've got to run mm. and pick her up here in a little bit. So we're looking forward to hearing about how that went. But yeah, it's been good. I'm sure it will be very good. Yep. I'm sure it'll yep. be very good. Um, so, um, you know, we haven't talked about this in a while. Your, um, your team's doing pretty good down in Atlanta. Well, what are they like 70, 70 and 46? 46, I think. They're still like five games behind, five, five and a half games behind the Mets. Like well, the Mets I can't lose. Unless something, unless the, the wheels blow out on the New York Mets. I, I don't think the Mets are going to give that, um, division up. I think yep. it's going to be, uh, the Braves at best are going to be, uh, um, you know, the wild card. And oh, I for think, sure. I think they'll take that. And yes. What could come down. Could be the Mets and the Braves actually mm-hmm. in the playoffs. Which For sure, that would be that'd probably be the best thing because right, that right. would probably be the best two teams to to queue up. Right, and I know the Dodgers are, yeah, um, and I like the Dodgers and everything, but I'm not. Uh, you know, I, I'm just, I'm just not a big Dave Roberts fan. I think I just I'm just not a big Ro- uh, Dodgers fan. I don't mind the Dodgers. I'm, I really don't, but yeah. I just don't like Dave Roberts. But yeah. um, and then in the then the American League, I'm I'm pulling for the Houston Astros. Yes. But um, you know, well, you know, oh, I, yeah. I you know I I love Dusty Baker. And, I know you um, do. I think Dusty's an awesome dude. I think he's a great manager. I mean, he's number ten on the all time list in managers. Like everybody in front of him is in the Hall of Fame in the um 
last three or four behind him are in the Hall of Fame as managers. Right. And I believe that, uh, and I really would like to see, and I think Dusty will be in the Hall of Fame as a manager. Um, but I think that, um, if he can pull the trigger and this team can actually win, but, um, other than if Dusty was not, and I've always liked the Astros, Mm. but, um, yeah, you know, you're thinking about, you know, you gotta go back to the seventies, bro. I mean, okay. But, no, I remember like, I mean, I wasn't seventies, but I was it Biggio and Bagwell. Yeah. See, that was like nineties. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm thinking like Bob Watson, Cesar Cedeno and J.R. Richard. You don't even know who that's, those guys I are. wasn't even born. Well, that's true. And that's, but I always liked their uniforms. Right. I love their uniforms. Right. <laughs> did you see, did you see the Field of Dreams game? I did not, but I saw clips of it. Clips of it. The, yeah. uh, the Reds and the Cubs. Right. I watched a little bit of it. I didn't watch a lot, but I I did. I missed it. I missed Griffey and Griffey Jr. I saw the, I the, saw the replays of it, yeah, throwing, kind of playing cool, catch, yeah. and, and that was neat. But yeah. um, but I love the fact that my dad and I were talking about it that they they put on the throwback uniforms, and, mm-hmm. and that was kind of a neat look. Yeah, it is for that game. I, I told Dad, I said, you know, they should put throwback gloves on too. They should play with the old style gloves. You know that that actually would be kind of <laughs> that would be actually kind of and the old style bats. And helmets. That would change the whole. <laughs> you know, here's the thing about helmets. Um, you know, players got to wear helmets and, and, and all that. But, um, I, I, I watch older games because a lot of games are on YouTube. So mm-hmm. I don't really watch a lot of new baseball, but I'll watch the older games. <laughs> this is going to surprise you, but there are certain players who did not wear batting helmets when they went to the plate, like uh, Bob Montgomery for the, uh, Red Sox, uh, Norm Cash for the, uh, Detroit Tigers, and it is so weird mm-hmm. to watch a player go to the, right. to bat, and he's not wearing a batting helmet. And um, and even in the, I watched a game from the '73 World Series, and Willie Mays was leading off, and he singled, and he was wearing a batting helmet. When he got on base, he chucked the batting helmet and just put on his regular hat, oh, absolutely. cap. And um, and they when he did that, they said that players have to wear their helmets, batting helmets, on the base pass. But Willie, um, Mays and a couple other players, and they mentioned like Hank Aaron and mm-hmm. Willie McCovey and guys like that are, have been grandfathered in because that they were playing prior to 1965. So right. they got to, they got to be grandfathered in. So, okay. It's just so weird. That is you? weird. Yeah. Bob Montgomery, the same way. He was playing prior to 65, but he retired in 80 and he still, he never wore a batting helmet. Like you watch a game from 1979 and he's playing. Never wore batting helmet. Wow. Only player left to able to. He was grandfathered in. Wow. Now I will say this too, though. Like I don't think you had the caliber of pitchers then either that were throwing hundred, hundred one, hundred and two mile an hour fastballs. Yeah, I don't know about that. I, I really, I, I disagree because you got like Don Drysdale and and you know Bob Feller and you got Sandy Koufax. I mean, uh, they didn't have clocks back then. True, true. And so they didn't do that back then. But I'm, you know, um, I. I I would stack um I, I would stack the pitching up um here's well, the thing well, here's if the... you could take a pitching staff say like the Dodgers or even the Braves back in the 60s and you brought that pitching staff those guys in their prime mm-hmm. and you brought them into the game today I I I mean I could be wrong but I think I'm 100% right there's no way under the sun some of these players, and I mean, some of even the good players are never going to. They're not going to. It's just the pitching is so bad now. Well, it's that was so that was going to be my question. How many hit batters did you have? But I think the control was better. No, I, I the control was better, but I think that you were allowed to today. You're allowed to dig in. You're allowed to dig that back heel yep. in, and you're not allowed to really throw inside. You get warned, yep. and so back in the day. You got to play the game of baseball. Exactly. So, like, if you're coming to the plate and you hit two home runs off of our, off of our pitcher last mm-hmm. game, no doubt, everybody knows you're coming to the plate. You're getting beamed or you're getting thrown at, and you're going to be on your can. There's, and you're not even going to get warned. Right. They're not getting warned because that's just how the game was played. Right. So now, you, the next time up. You're going to be dancing. You're going to be dancing exactly. around in the batter's box because you're not sure if Don Drysdale or Sandy Koufax is going to hit you. Right. And so now the the game has changed. Yep. So you're not as confident. You're not as dug in. Right. And so I, today you're allowed to dig in. So if you had, say, Hank Aaron mm-hmm. was allowed to dig in, well, instead oh, of having 700 and you know 55 home runs, he would have had 1,755 right. home runs. If he's allowed to play today, mm-hmm. guaranteed, you yep. have over a thousand home runs. Yeah. So that's just my thinking, but yeah, no, I agree with it. But 
I just feel like the the control's not there today though either, and exactly. so I think you've got probably more hit batters in that sense of yeah. you know wild because I think when they when they hit it, I don't know how many of them got beamed in the head. Right, right. You know, I, I think when they intentionally hit somebody, they kind of come in, <laughs> maybe yes. toward the shoulders, but more toward the rump. Yeah, and you know, you know, back turn it goes into exactly. your shoulder between your shoulder blades. And, exactly. Um, but I, um, you know, if you think about. You know, the best pitcher on the Braves, who is that? I mean, who would you say right now? Mm, right now. Phil Necro? Pitching. Oh, yeah, sorry, Phil Necro. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, right now, the way he's pitching is, is Spencer Strider. But I'd say our number one ace would be Max Freed. And so how many pitches does he throw, Max Freed? Like, what, what's – does he throw fastball, slider? Yeah. Is that it? Uh, is he a pitcher or a thrower? And that's a game. That's yeah, just that's where sure, we're at now. For sure. So my my gripe against Aroldis Chapman mm-hmm. when he was with the Reds and with the Yankees he had one is that he's not, he's not a pitcher he's yeah. a thrower yeah and I always said the guy's not going to be able he will not be able to compete like that over right. the long haul and within the seven to ten years of his career he's right. going to be done and guess what yep he's done he's he's been a thrower he's been a thrower at one hundred five hundred eight yep. miles an hour you cannot I was do saying, that. did he have anything beyond the fastball well he had that uh, slider right and so right. but he very rarely ever threw it. Yeah. So now he's trying to work out his, <laughs> he's trying to work out his sins because, you know, of pitching because mm-hmm. now he's trying, you, it, it's a big deal when you go from a thrower to a pitcher. Yeah. And so that's what separates like a Nolan Ryan, a Tom Seaver, you know, Phil Necro. Right. They're pitchers. Yep. They're not throwers. Exactly. They're pitchers. Like Nolan Ryan is a thrower. Right. But he's also a pitcher. Right. So, but anyway. Yeah. No, and I think that's really what you see where you see the difference, like just watching the postseason last year of, of those teams that made it versus the teams that didn't. Were, were the pitchers that were actually, you know, and you have to pitch every batter different. You, you've you mm-hmm. got to do your mm-hmm. homework and know, you know, oh, this guy up at the plate, he likes him low and outside. Mm-hmm. I can't, and that's what will get you in trouble if you, you mess up. Right. And just on some of these batters, just a little bit, you, you know, you leave a ball out over the plate a little bit too far. Uh huh. Yeah. These guys can hit. Yeah. They're going to hit it. Oh, uh, yeah. For sure. Well, there you go, all you baseball fans and the baseball fans that do not like it, like right. Allison. So sorry about that. So moving right along. <laughs> Yesterday's a pretty good day, and it was. Um, you know, our attendance has been a little low in July and August, and we we knew this um, coming into it. And um, last year, we actually talked about going to one service in July and August. Remember that? Somehow this year, that slipped our mind. Yeah, and we've always talked about it, um, but um, but anyway, but. It was still a good day yesterday. Four baptisms and um, second week of our series, and yeah. um, talked about is that biblical? Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like we could have went. You you could go so many different. You you can make that a sermon series. You actually could. Yeah, you actually could. Is that biblical? Cause there's a lot, there's a lot of stuff that's accepted as biblical, right? That is not. And um, the statement yesterday, um, basically, um, where what I was talking about is, um, you know, God will not give me any more than I'm able to handle. And um, that's a very false statement. And I, I said yesterday that it's a false statement, and I, I believe it's a lie. It's right. not in the Bible, and it's very unhealthy, I, I think. It's a very unhealthy statement um, to make. And... Um, but I think as Christians that we need to um, make sure that our minds are set on God's word, that our minds are being renewed every day. If you do not – like for you, for example, a, like a personal question, if you don't renew your mind every single day mm-hmm. and you're not intentional about getting that to where God wants you to be, what happens to you? I mean what – if yeah. you let it go for the day, you get off track. I get off track. I get like by the afternoon, yeah, right? No, like you're easy. I get sidetracked. I get, you know, whether it's, you know, Satan allows me to be thinking about things I don't need to be thinking about. Satan allows worry to, you know, to, you know, infiltrate my mind. Um, or I just, a lot of times, you know, it gives me like I'll have a negative attitude. Right. You know, I think, I, think that I'm a guy that has a pretty positive attitude most of the time and part of that is of are you that, the guy that's the the cup is half full I am a yeah a lot of times my cup is like full like okay. even if it's half full it's like oh yeah that's full no not Your when cup runneth not over it, not when it comes to coffee like if if I've taken two sips it's like oh my coffee my cup is empty <laughs> but but no like person you know that personality wise that you know I, I am a cup of uh, I'm a I'm a cup is half full kind of guy yeah um but I 
I can be that way, I think, because of what you're talking about, right. that renewing, right. saying, okay, God, today I'm giving you my, my day, right? you know, whatever happens. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. there are times when I don't, right. and that's when I allow Satan to you know, to get into my life with temptations and, and, you know, you talked about that some yesterday of just, you know, giving into temptations like that, right. You know, without even thinking about it. Um, and, and so, yeah, no, I think that, that that's so important. You read that scripture right off the top, Ephesians four twenty three and 24. Instead, let your spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes, put on your new nature. I love that mm-hmm. created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. And we talked about this a little bit last week, but it goes back again to that idea of sanctification that I talked about a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. You know, I love that created to be like God. Well, you, you know, you talk about in, in the, in that verse, put on, put on the new nature. Mm-hmm. Well, the new nature uh, goes against my nature, right? It's going to go against everything that goes against God. Is it, would you agree with that? The new mm-hmm. nature is God's nature. And so you're not going to have the negative feelings. You're not going to have the bad attitude. You're not going to have the, the, yep. the thoughts that lead you away from God. You're not going to be worried and filled with anxiety yep. and, and those things. I'm not saying you're not going to do that. Correct. I'm just saying that you're going to be able to, if you're renewing your mind, you're going to be able to pull out of that quicker than allowing yourself right. to get, to take a nose dive into it. Right. And, and I think that's the, I think that's the line. Am I diving head first into, the nature of myself and the flesh of what mm-hmm. I believe, or if I'm diving headfirst into what God wants. Right. And um, that I love that verse, though. Yep, that's um, great. It almost didn't make the cut, but then I thought, nah, it's a No, really that's good. good. And, and that, you know, just kind of what you're talking about there, it kind of goes back to my one of my favorite verses, which is Philippians 2, beginning in verse 5. And verse 5 says, your attitude should be that is the same of Christ Jesus. Yeah. You know, it's just such a great reminder of we are to strive to be like that. And I think some people sell themselves short or they just use it as an excuse like, well, I could never be like Jesus or I could never be. I'm never going to be like God. Right. Well, yeah, you're right. You are never going to be like God, you know on this earth but we're called to strive for that you can't use that as an excuse right. of oh well i'm just you know that's just who i am because i'm a human well i think that i think when you say things like that that's that's the that's the um the difference between the truth and a lie right because right. that's satan saying you're never gonna that's satan trying to discourage exactly. you and that's you trying to convince yourself and let you off the hook 100%. because you're not doing it 100 percent. and okay. so you have to watch yourself very you are your own worst enemy i'm not saying you i'm saying all right of no us. absolutely we are all our own worst enemy um whoever your worst enemy is or who you think it is it's not who it's you not. think it is it's you it's you because you are the ones that talk yourselves into doing certain things or not doing certain right. things or talk yourselves out of it. And um, that's why we need to renew our minds every day. Mm-hmm. That's why we need to be um, locks, you know, step in barrel with God right. and, and his word. And what has happened, I think, over the years, and I, and I think when uh, we've been trained a certain way and we have been taught a certain way that's been wrong or we have learned these patterns, church patterns, yep, you know what I mean, yep. where they're not really godly and they're not scriptural. It's just become a church or religious thing, kind of like a tradition. God loves you for who you are. Exactly, exactly. And so you always have to be um, going back to God's word. To, am, I, am I allowing myself to be renewed every single day by mm-hmm. God? Yep. And, and his word. Am I, am I, am I allowing that to sink into my mind and into my heart that I'm going to be able to follow God and do that right to the way that he wants me to? Because if you're not really thinking about it, you're actually going to go the opposite way of God. Right. You always have to, what's the word? Intentional. Mm-hmm. Got to be intentional about mm-hmm. it. I love the quote that Dennis Rainey made. Very good. And, um, he said, sometimes Christians have thought or have been taught a certain way for so long they think they're right. This is not only sad, but it's what I call the great, a great tragedy. Mm. Tragedy. Mm-hmm. And that is a great tragedy. It is. Because we, we, we fully believe these lies when they're not the truth and uh, we convince ourselves that it is the truth. We convince ourselves, but we also pass that on to other people. Right. And we tell other people and, and we make them think that it's correct. And, and, and isn't that the fight in our life though? Mm-hmm. Am I going to do what God wants me to do or am I going to do what I want to do? Because if God wants me to do something and God's word says something, but I'm fighting against, that's the fight right there. Yep. God says something about, you know, whatever. If you're going against God, that's the fight, and right. you're always fighting against that. So um, you always got to be intentional about jumping on what God wants you to do. Correct. So, um, uh, I like John seventeen seventeen. 
mm-hmm. uh, make make them holy by your truth. Teach them your word, which is the truth. Yeah, and we're we're in a in a culture where lies are accepted as truth. Evil is accepted as good. Right, and so that has infiltrated the church. Like I've never seen it before. Yeah, I've always thought in my, back in my mind. I know that person doesn't really agree with it, but they're not going to speak up. Well, now Christians are so-called quote Christians are speaking up against the mm-hmm. biblical things and siding with the culture. It yep. just it really staggers my mind. Yep. So where's the truth in that? Where's the truth in that when it when it comes to God's word? So when you get to the talking about a truth and a lie, um, you know, God will not give me any more than I'm able to handle. Yeah. What do you think about that? What I think about that is I think that (laughs) that has just got twisted over the years and people maybe started saying it and and there are times where I'll quote a scripture and it's like, did I quote that exactly right? And so I have to go back and that again, that goes back to what we have to do. We have to go to God's word, the scriptures, to discern if what we're saying is correct Mm -hmm. or not. And so I think over the years, people have just continued to say that. And in their mind, they think, oh, well, that's what the Bible says. You know, God won't give you more than you can handle. No, that's not exactly what that says. You've taken a piece of that from a a passage of Scripture, um, but it has nothing to do with kind of troubles or trials. Right. It's all about temptations. And that's not just a Richwood thing. That is an Oh, I've heard it everywhere. That's an everywhere I've heard it everywhere, and that's— And how is that possible? Like, that's my thing. How is that even possible? Right. Here's how it's possible, and it goes back to what you were talking about a few minutes ago. You know, it strokes our ego. It makes us feel good. Mm -hmm. You know, oh, God won't—God must just be—God knows that I can handle it, so he's given me—you know, he's not going to give me more than I can handle. (laughs) No, actually, that's the opposite of what's true. God doesn't give bad things. Right. You know— we we just Jesus said in this life you will have troubles right. you will have trials but take heart because I have overcome the world we shortchange God and we give Satan too much credit exactly and it's a, it, it 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 is it astounds me it's almost like we have it the exact opposite where we need to give mm-hmm. God the more more credit and the praise and the honor and like trust in Him and you know put our basically the heel of our boot in Satan's Adam's apple and say, not today. You know right. what I mean? And you literally have the power to do that. My eyes I'm just t- got really big. I didn't know you were going to say Adam's apple. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, moving on from that. Um, but here's where people have kind of taken that, that phrase, God will not give you more, any more than you can handle. First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. And so Paul is, is talking to the church of Corinth here, and he says, the temptations in your life are no different from what others experience and god is faithful he will not he will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand when you are tempted he will show you a way out so that you can endure and so paul's talking about temptations he's right. talking about being tempted and um and we know that temptations come from Satan as well. Exactly. God, God doesn't tend. We, we'll get to that later. You, you read that verse, but right. um, God's not tempted and he doesn't tempt. Right. But God will not allow the temptations to be more than we can handle. And when we're tempted, and, and I can attest to this, that this is, is absolutely true. And the older I get, the more I'm tempted, the more I, I can, you know, attest that this is 100% true. When I'm tempted, God gives me a way out. Right. But then, then it falls on me. Am I going to take that way out? Or am I going to follow my desires? Am I going to follow that temptation and and make the the wrong decision? Well, here's the thing. Somebody had um, uh, emailed me yesterday evening, and um, you know when I get emails, I'm always like, oh gosh, what is this going to be? You know, <laughs> right? But, uh, but <laughs> here we go. Anyway, uh, they emailed me and told me that they were talking about the scripture. You know, the scripture here mm-hmm. <clears throat> that God will give you a way out, and they said that they could attest to that is mm-hmm. absolutely true. And then they went on to tell me that they knew it was a way out, but they weren't happy about it mm-hmm. because they were going to give in to the temptation. And they never told me if they did or not. So I emailed them back and said, did you actually give in to the temptation or did you take the way out? And I haven't heard back from them. Right. So, um, but that was a, that was a, um, that was a huge thing to, to hear that because they said they knew it was a way out. But they were irritated that they had the way out because right. they were going to give in to the temptation. Right. And they never told me what the temptation was. Yeah. And so, um, it, it, you know, 
it's crazy because you have the way out. Now you're tempted. Am I going to take it or right, not? Exactly. I never thought of about it like that. Right. You know, so that, that was really kind of, um, kind of eye opening, um, you know, to me because we've all been tempted. Oh, absolutely. I mean, all of us have been tempted and you were going to be tempted today or tempted, uh, you know, later on or tempted mm-hmm. right now during the podcast. I mean, I don't know. Right. Um, but we have to realize that. Paul's not talking about sufferings or bad things or things that come into your life. Right. He's literally talking about temptations and that God is going to to give you um, mm-hmm. a way out. I love I love this verse that I read in Matthew eleven verses twenty eight through thirty, and this is awesome. Jesus said, "Come unto me, all who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest." I'm actually thinking about doing a, a series on this later on, but yeah. I, I haven't put it together. This part here: Take my yoke upon you. This is a huge thing if you think about it because mm-hmm. Jesus is literally – I mean he's talking about a uh, a physical yoke, right. but he's talking about a spiritual yoke too. Take my yoke upon you and let me teach you because I am humble and gentle in heart, and you're going to find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear. We're talking about you know the yoke that goes over the Right. Axle. We're not talking about an egg. Yes, exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and the burden that I give to you is light. So if you listen to the words of Jesus Christ, the words of Jesus are the words of God. Mm-hmm. And so if you listen to the words of Jesus and you think, well, God's not going to give me more than I can handle, and you feel like you got all this pressure, well, Jesus is saying, come unto me, you're burdened and you're heavy. The burden I'm going to give to you is light. So I'm not going to give you those right. things. Those right. are coming from another place, and it's not from me. I'm going to give you something that's totally different. Mm-hmm. It's the exact opposite of the way that you're feeling. So that statement, God's not going to give you any more than you can handle, is such a so much of a false statement, right. and it is so bad. Right, and I was talking with someone yesterday. It's like, you know, whether it is death, whether it's suffering, whether it's, you know, pain, it's sickness, um, it's divorce, it, it's, you know, relationship problems, it's, you know, you, you have your, your, your child is, is disobedient and rebellious or mm-hmm. whatever. All of that stuff. That is not the way that God intended this world to be. Mm-hmm. You know, when God created the world, He created it perfect. When God created Adam and Eve, He created, you know, right. He created them without sin in their life. But then temptation enters. You know, the serpent tempts right. him and, and, and he takes and he takes what God said and he twists it. Right. He gives a little bit of truth right. with a, a lot of lies. Well did God really say that? That's mm-hmm. not what he meant. What he meant was well that happens in our lives too. And so, you know, but I have to remind people it's like death, sickness, cancer, um, pain, um, you know, whatever. You know, divorce, all of that was not the way God intended it to be. Right. Um, that's all byproducts of, of Satan. Right. And so, you know, God doesn't give us those things to test us. Right. They're just part of this world that we live in. And one day, right. you know, when we die and leave this physical body, you know, we won't have to worry about that. You know, right. The Bible says right. there will be no more tears, no more pain, no more suffering. Mm, that'd be no nice. more sorrow. I, I can't wait for that. I can't either. Um, there would be like 70 degree days with 12% humidity. Oh my. I, I think it's in the Bible, right? <laughs> okay, maybe not. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But you know, that's, that's what we have to remember. That's what we have to be reminded of. Right. You know, we all are going to face troubles. We're all going to face things that like, you know, you talked about yesterday. There's like, man, I, I feel like I cannot take one more thing. Right. It's like everything is compiled here and we're going to face those moments in our lives, but it's how we react, how we respond and what we do in that moment of, you know, do we just say, oh, well, you know, God's not going to give me more than I can handle. And that's just a right. way of you kind of maybe wallowing in that of saying, right, right. You know, or it's like, okay, I've got to push through this. You know, what's my next step? What, what does God want me to do? And, and just spending time and, and praying through right. that and, and figuring out what, you know, what your reaction is to that. We got, you, you know, you, you, you always have your temptations and you always have like things that are going to happen mm-hmm. to you in your life. And then you have the things that you've caused that exactly. happen in your life. And, um, you know, I've just, I'm, as you're talking, I'm thinking about, you know, when God says, you know, gives the Ten Commandments or he says, don't do this. God, God is telling us not to do something, um, to help keep us free. Mm-hmm. To help keep us from guilt, worry, shame, and all those things, and to help keep us to a place where our lives are going to be able to go and worship and, and be exactly. Him. So if thou, you know, do not commit adultery, mm-hmm. and you're running around on your spouse, mm-hmm. there's so there's lying and there's deception yep. in that. There's uh, there's all the emotions in that. There's could be divorce. There could be disease. There could be mm-hmm. whatever. And God is trying to 
alleviate those he, things from our life. He's trying to protect us. Exactly. It is, it's like a parent saying, it's like you telling um, your kids, I don't want you getting, I don't want you going so far out into the yard. I don't want you actually, you know, if it was me, I don't want you playing in the front yard in front of the house. Right. Because a car could come down on the road yeah. at 90 miles an hour and you wouldn't even know what hit you. So right. you can't play out front, but you can play at the side. And if I catch you out front... Here's what's going There's to happen. Consequences. And we've had that discussion. I'm sure you have. Because we live right on Route right 4. Right on Route 4. And so, um, you know, because you want, you want your kids to be able to have that freedom to play, but right. you also don't want them injured. Exactly. And you don't, you know, so you're, you're trying to keep them. That it's, and God is doing that to us. He's given us this reason. Here's the, but if you choose to do it, here's the consequences of that. Right. You know, if you tell your kids, hey, don't do this. Here's the consequences of it. Well, they're going to have to face the consequences of it. Exactly. You got the cameras to prove it. You can check them out anytime. Exactly. Right? Yeah, that's right. So everybody that's listening, don't come do something to my house because I've got security exactly. cameras. Exactly. So, uh, but the question that I, uh, I asked yesterday is, have you ever been overwhelmed by life? And, and I think we've all had. And just like you just said, you know, there's all kinds of stuff that, that, you know, that we have faced and, you know, I can't handle, you know, one more thing. And I think that all of us have been to that place. Mm-hmm. You know, God won't give you any more than you can handle, but guess what? I've been at a place where I can't handle yep. it. I can't literally take one more thing. And um, how about Vadi's quote? That's good. That's good. You want me to read it? Go for it. I love Vadi Bakum. I do too. He said, God is going to make a man or a woman out of you. It's easier said than done, but rejoice in your hard times by looking for the Lord in your situation. And, and that's what I think we have to remember is, you know, our, our difficult situations, again, God's not giving them to exactly. us. And so in those hard times, in those difficult situations, he says, we have to look for the Lord. God is going to reveal himself in your situation, but when your eyes are focused on the problem, it becomes harder to see him. God tells us to fix our eyes on him. Eventually, you are going to see what God is doing or what God has done, or you are going to be so focused on him that you will not be focused on anything else. That's I love the ending of that. Yes, I do. You're going to be so focused on God, you're not going to focus on anything mm-hmm. else. That is absolutely where you and I need to be. Exactly, because Satan wants us to focus on everything but God. Yes, and so that's um, awesome. So basically, when you go through life and it hits you like a train, or it hits you like an avalanche, or some right. like a dump truck coming back on you, and somebody comes up to you and says, "God's not going to give you more than you're able to handle." That's such a terrible statement and the impression is left that you know if you feel overwhelmed then something's wrong with you right right nothing's wrong with exactly. you because you're going to feel that right you're going to feel that by life i mean literally again we're we live in a broken world we absolutely do and um i love the verse um mm-hmm. that i read yesterday and w- usually we hear the front um you know the front couple verses of proverbs chapter 3 verses 5 and 6 or so but i read through verse 8 and i love that uh-huh. that verse 8 but it says trust in the lord with all of your heart and do not depend on your own understanding i think how hard that statement is trust in the lord with all your heart mm-hmm. and do not depend on your understanding that is a minute by minute thing you're going yep. to give that up seek his will in all you do and he will show you which path to take do not be impressed by your own wisdom. Mm. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. And this is the last part. Then you'll have um, healing for your body and strength for your bones. Mm. I love it. Yeah, that's good. That is very it, good because we don't really read that verse eight to go along with those with that scripture. You know, we usually um, stop it. You know, verses five and six where it says, "You know, seek His will in all mm-hmm. you do, and He will show you which path to take." And we end it, right? But if you go on, don't be impressed with your own wisdom because yeah. that's where we're at. Yeah. Well, and, and then right there, instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. That exactly that idea of fearing God, I, I think, is something that has gotten twisted throughout the years. It's like you know, growing up. I had a fear for my dad, but I loved my dad. Right. You know, I had a fear that if I got out of line or I did something that I knew I wasn't supposed to, I was going to get my butt spanked. Right. I was going to get the belt. I probably, there were more times that I probably deserved a belt and I didn't. Maybe you but still I, need it. I might. Don't know. Okay. I, I probably do. But like, you know, yeah. <laughs> exactly. But you know, I, I had a fear of my dad, but it wasn't like I hated him. I didn't, right. you know, I wasn't afraid of him. I wasn't right, afraid that right. he was going to kill me or anything. I wanted to honor him. I, you right. know, and, and so that's when we look at this idea of, of a, a fearing God, it's got to be a holy fear. You know, we, right. we should want to honor God and, and to follow his ways because, you know, if we don't, the alternatives not, <laughs> is something we should be afraid of. Exactly. 
Exactly. And so I think we, we kind of get that gets lost in uh, through throughout the years. That idea of fearing God has gotten lost. It's like, well, God is, and then that's where that idea of, well, God is love. You know, you right, don't have right. to fear God because God loves you. Yeah. Yeah, God is love, but God has expectations just like a parent has expectations mm-hmm. of their mm-hmm. child as well. I mean, I, I fear there are consequences God. for those expectations. Right. Yeah. I fear God, but I love him too. Exactly. And um, I think there has to be a healthy fear and a healthy love. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a healthy that brings you to a healthy understanding of who God is and what right. he wants you to be. Now it's something you always have to work out. I mean, I always have to work that out. Right. Sometimes, you know, I'll say something up front or here or wherever, but I'm not doing it myself. So uh-huh. I, have to, I have to actually buckle down and, you know, You've hey, been there too. Oh gosh. Isn't that the worst? Well, I'm, I'm actually the worst at it. I, I literally, I think I'm the, the worst, um, the worst at this. So I try. Real hard. I, I wasn't going to say anything. I know. Thank you. <laughs> hey, real quick, before, just a, a little humor section here. I was trying to find it on my phone, but I couldn't. I had a memory pop up. Jordan was about three, I think, on Facebook, and I had posted this, and you were talking about the kids playing in the front yard. And um, and so I had made the comment to them, and I said, hey, guys, you're getting too close to the road. We need to come back here. Why don't every, Why don't you come over here? And I don't know if they had friends over, if it was just her and Christian. I said, come over here. We need to set some guidelines. And Jordan comes over and she says, well, don't forget about the girl lines, too. <laughs> she thought I said guy, guy lines. lines. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I told her that and she thought that was funny. Does the guy lines for you uh, somehow involve pink flamingos and – yeah. <laughs> I'm still not going to send you that picture. I have shown some people that. You, have you? They love it, yeah. Oh, they love it, yeah. yeah. Are you sure it's just not embarrassment that you see on their faces? or No, I, I don't think so. I think everybody wants a set. <laughs> Which leads me to Louis Giglio's quote. Dude, I <laughs> Louis one of my favorites. He is. I mean, it's a good quote, isn't it? Yes. Uh, he says, there's going to be things in life that will be so overwhelming to us, and you need to remember that God is right there with us. And he is. He's right there with us. He's not... The one hurting us. And, mm-hmm. I, and I think people get that mixed up. That's Yes. He goes on to say, sometimes we have caused the issues and we blame God. Mm-hmm. And that's true. Life is just tough at times. Even Jesus said, in this world, you're going to have trouble. Yes. And um, and Jesus does say that. In this world, you're going to have trouble. Um, you know, we, we have to realize that. We're gonna, we're gonna face issues and trouble. I don't like going through issues. I don't like going through prob- right. problems. I don't like these things. It, it, it bogs me down, but it also allows me to get closer to God and right. allows me to trust God in a way right. that I'm not trusting Him when things are going my way. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And you, you read this next section of scripture where Paul's pretty much throwing it out there to, yeah, he is. you know, to everyone of saying, look, we, we went through this trouble. We, and I think that is important for us because so often, when I'm going through something, I don't want anybody – I try to hide it. I don't want anybody to know. Right, right. But I think it's important for us sometimes to be able to to go through a trial in our life, to go through a trouble, mm-hmm. and for for people to – excuse me – for people to see us persevere through that. Right. To see – for them to see us clinging to God. Right. Clinging to his word and leaning on him, leaning on other Christians, other Christ followers. Right. And for them to see God, you know, pull us through yep. that mm-hmm. because I think then that helps make them stronger too. Right. And I think that's what Paul's doing here as well. In Second Corinthians chapter one, verses eight through ten, he says, We think you ought to know, dear brothers and sisters, about the trouble we went through in the province of Asia. We were crushed and overwhelmed beyond our ability to endure, and we thought we would never live through it. Hey Paul, God's not gonna give you more than you can handle. <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. Whatever. And he says, goes on, he says, In fact, we expected to die. But as a result, we stopped relying on ourselves, and that's the important part. That's, that's the, the turning huge point right one. there. That's, the, that's it. You that's know? the turn. As a result, we stopped relying on ourselves and learned to rely only on God who raises the dead. And he did rescue us from mortal danger, and he will rescue us again. We have placed our confidence in him, and he will continue to rescue us. Wow. And so, so Paul's throwing it out there, and he's like, look, this is what we went through. You know, we went through these troubles, and, and it was so bad that we expected to die. But when we started trusting in God and stopped trusting in ourselves, God rescued us from that. So Paul took his eyes off the off of what he could see, trust in the Lord, and he put mind. it on the yep. things that he could not see. Now this is the this is the fine, hairy line for mm-hmm. a Christian: Are you going to go with what you can see or the things you cannot see? Right. And this is the line. This is the test. 
This right. just tells you how much faith you have. You don't know how much faith you have until you are tested and until you mm-hmm. have 900 things happen at one time. Mm-hmm. You don't know. You don't know what you're made of. And, um, and that's, that's, that's the tragedy of right. it. Right. And, um, and here's the thing. I, if there's anything that I am happy about since March of 2020, it has showed us what we're made of. Mm-hmm. It has showed who is made of what. And if you said you're this great person of faith, well, you didn't act like it. No, you're actually not a great right. person of faith. I'm sorry. Right. You, you're still hightailing it to the mountains. Yep. And, um, but I love Paul because, you know, he's like, you know, we were crushed. We were this, we were that. And mm-hmm. it was just, oh, we were so overwhelmed. But then boom. Yeah. God. I love it. I'm not sure exactly where it is. It's not in Corinthians, I don't think. But he was talking about everything else he went through and how he was shipwrecked and snake bitten. Oh, yeah. And that. It and is hilarious like, what he's been Man, through. he went through a lot. Like, I think that my life is bad. I have it easy. Exactly. If and you Paul if, continue to persevere. If any of us went through what Paul went through, I, I'm not sure. Oh, I'd we, be in a, the fetal position. Exactly. You'd, you'd wave the white flag. Yeah. You're like, what's going just, on here? Just take me. Um, I did read a scripture yesterday because, um, you know, I was talking about I have some terrible things happen in my life. I know mm-hmm. you have, and yeah. everybody listening has too. And I can think of four times in my life where I was at the point of, like, I didn't know how this was going to sh- come in, mm-hmm. where I was actually at the point, God, just take me now. I-, I can't take one more thing. And I've been there, and it was heart-wrenching. It was gut-wrenching. It was like – it literally – I think I said yesterday, it's like somebody punched me in the gut and smashed my foot with a sledgehammer. Mm-hmm. That's the pain that I felt. It was excruciating pain in my life. And I read the scripture from Psalm 23, verse 4, and we all yeah. know that. Even though I walk through the, the, the darkest valley, I will not be afraid. For you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff, they protect me. Now, if you read this from the New King James or the mm-hmm. NIV, it's, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will, I will fear no, no evil. evil. Yeah. <laughs> and then I switched it a little bit and said, why is it that when we went through you know, the virus, that verse, which every Christian is like, yeah, I believe in that verse. Oh, yeah. But we all hightailed it to the mountains and we locked our doors and <clears throat> even some people now. Can't hardly function because they're still buying into what they can see and what they are told and, you know, um, what we have been told and what we have been, what we have been spoon fed was not right because the, all the studies show that they weren't right. Right. And, um, you know, it was like, <clears throat> it is what it is and it is what it was. So what do we do now? Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, guess what? I fear no even. Now that's a huge statement. We read that at funerals. We read, we read that. We sang it. Yeah, we started out yesterday morning singing it. And exactly. I, and I love that because it goes on since you know that song is like you know even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no even. You know, you never let go, and it, it puts everything back on God. You know, God never lets go, even when we're going through those tough exactly. times. And you know, you walk through the valley of the shadow of death could be literal death, or it could be. Um, spiritual, mm-hmm. it could be what I'm thinking. Emotional what I'm saying is that yeah, yeah, you are when you are getting handed down the stuff. I'm going to fear no evil. Right, you you are with me. Your rod and your staff they comfort me. They protect that's, me and comfort that, me. That is the that's what God does. That's what the apostle Paul was alluding to when he said, "And God rescued us." And he <clears throat> he he went through all that. So you know, without getting into the nuts and bolts of it, you know, I um. That's why I do what I do. Mm-hmm. That's why I preach what I preach. And I know sometimes people are offended and people get irritated. But you're looking at what you can see. You're not looking at the. You're not looking at the right. spiritual part of this. You're looking at what you have been spoon fed and what you have come to believe. But if you read God's word, what God's word does, it goes totally against what you and I have been spoon fed. Mm-hmm. I mean, even when it comes to like government spending money or like abortion. And I mm-hmm. talked. I hammered abortion yesterday because our government still is in support of abortion. Yeah. And um and basically, the world is going to be the world, and our government is going to be the government. Yep. yep. But what I'm concerned about is us as Christians, because us as Christians, we're we have Christian people who profess to be Christians who still think abortion is all right in certain things. Because mm-hmm. I'm not on social media, but I've had people send mm-hmm. me things from people that we know who profess to be Christians, yeah. and it's some of the wor- worst things I've ever read about abortion because. They were irritated and mad because the Supreme Court made that decision yeah. a bit with Roe versus Wade. If you're a Christian and you did that, you're not a Christian. I'm just saying yeah. you, can, you can be mad all you want. You're not a godly person mm-hmm. in any way, shape, or form. You do not follow the God of the Bible. I don't know what God you're following. And so people get offended mm-hmm. at that. People get mad at me. But this is what it is. Right. right. You cannot cherry pick God's word. Mm-hmm. 
you, it, you start cherry picking it, you don't believe in God. Right. I don't know what God you're following. Exactly. So you made your own God up. Yeah. I'm sorry on this one. So, um, and my question was this, can God's word renew, renew our minds? Mm-hmm. I believe it can. Yep. But are you going to choose to do that? Exactly. And so as a, as a, as a Christian and as a follower of Jesus Christ, you've got to choose to allow God's word to renew your mind. It kind of goes back to what, how we, how we started this out a little bit, you know? So, um, yeah, I, um, I'm talking about the apostle Paul mm-hmm. again, um, the thorn in his flesh. Yeah. I mean, I, he, not I only did he have to go through all this stuff, he had something that dogged him. Had some sort of ailment of some sort. Limp, um, um, eyesight. Um, I don't know. I've heard all kinds of things. Yeah. I've heard like six or seven things right. that it could be. Uh, stomach issues, mm-hmm. ulcers, um, whatever it was, um, it really was painful yep. for him. <clears throat> and so in 1 Corinthians 12, verses 8 through 10, three different times I begged the Lord to take it away. Each time he said, my grace is, is all you need and my power works best in weakness. So now I'm glad to boast about my weakness so that the power of Christ can work through me. Now think about that. Right. Paul is actually conceding to God, you know what's best. And so now guess what? You're, the power of you is going to be seen in my weakness. Mm-hmm. That's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and the insults and hardships and persecutions and, and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak... Then I am strong. Yeah. Wow, what a statement. Mm-hmm. So if I am going to pull my bootstraps by my own bootstraps just for the case of I'm going to do this on my own power, I'm not that strong, right? Right, right. But if I if I relinquish my hardships and the things I go through and allow God to work in that, then I'm weak and I God, that's yours. Then yeah. I become strong. Yeah. It is just totally opposite yeah. of what – You've been taught. That was in the NLT. I love, I can't remember which version, maybe NIV, um, but it's just, you know, each time the he said, my grace is sufficient, you know, and I love that word sufficient. Like, I do too. You, you, you know, that God's grace is sufficient. It's enough. That's all we right. need. And I, I just, I, I like that. I do too. Um, but you said this, you said, when we say God will not give me more than I can handle, we're saying these three things. Okay. Number one is God gives bad things. Well, that's we've talked about it. That's not true. Not true at all. You know, James one seventeen. whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down to us from God our Father who created all the lights in heavens. He never changes or casts a shifting shadow. God never gives bad things. People just need to realize that right. Satan does it. Mm-hmm. Satan is the prince of this world. Yep. Number two, you said God tests our strength to see what we can handle. And James one thirteen. remember, when you are being tempted, do not say, God is tempting me. God is never tempted to do wrong, and he never tempts anyone else. Amen on that. Yeah, and just a, just a great reminder. And number the third thing we're saying when we say, God will not give me more than I can handle, is that God sits back and watches only to jump in at the last second. And that's the thing about that, because I'm always, some people, I really believe that some people think God is just messing with us. Right. That we're like a piece of a puzzle or we're like a game piece and God might come in and God might not come in. I, I don't know when, that's not trusting God. Yeah. That's not giving your, that's not a renewed mind. Exactly. Yeah, you read Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. In those days when you pray, I will listen. If you look, if you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. I love that last verse. Mm-hmm. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. That is something that I, I probably need to put on my bathroom mirror. Yeah, you know Jeremiah twenty nine verse uh, thirteen. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. Yeah, and that's the thing. A lot of times, you you know, and there's some really good verses out there. Mm-hmm. Dig into your Bible. Look beyond just the the main verses. You know, exactly. it's like like we've talked about before with um, John three sixteen. Right. You know, John right. three sixteen is very good. It's a great verse, but man, look at John three seventeen and. You know, same with so many other ones. Well, it's like Jeremiah twenty nine. We we always quote Jeremiah twenty eleven. Yeah, but how about the other? Yeah, that's why twelve and thirteen are great. These are just unbelievably good. I mean, these are those are just important as the twenty nine eleven. Exactly. Um, if even maybe not more. So basically, when you're tempted, realize this that the statement God is not going to give you more than you can handle is a false statement, and it comes from that God's not going to give you allow the temptations more than you can. Bear. So when you're tempted to do something that goes against God, um, God's always going to give you a way out. Yep. And you need to look for it. 
And it's up to you to choose that. But God literally is going to give you a way out. That is a promise. Yep. That's not a suggestion. That's like, hey, this might happen. But no, it, it definitely is going to happen. And um, But sometimes we need to realize that life experiences are just going to be hard. And yep. sometimes they are going to be more than than, than we can handle. Yep. Um, but yeah, it was um, – I, I ended close um, – I asked, said, remember this, when life becomes overwhelming, just keep trusting God. And that kind of gets back to the whole body quote. Yeah. You know, just keep focusing keep on, your God. Eyes on God. Keep your eyes on God. Just focus on him when you can't see anything else. Mm-hmm. So if you're focused on God, the things of this world or the things that's happening around you are not going to overshadow what God's trying to do right. in your life. And I, and as we've read of the, those verses from the apostle Paul, that's where he's at. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got these hardships. He's got all these things coming down. He's got this. Thorn in the flesh, mm-hmm. but he's still focused on yeah. God. And that's what, you know, really stuck out to me in those verses was, you know, it, there was a turning point. And mm-hmm. the turning point was when he said, we quit relying on ourselves and right. we started focusing on God. Right. You know, and I, I think, you know, if I look back on the hardships in my life, that, that was a turning point for me. When I when I quit doing this, and you can't see me in the right. middle of podcast land, everybody out there, but I'm, I'm clenching my fist tightly. With my palms up, but I still can't catch anything. Right. I can't receive right. anything. You know, when I'm cl- holding on to something, I can't receive. But if I I open up and I let go and I let God have those things, God wants to bless me. Right. Right. You know, right. God God wants to give you. We read it. God God's the one who gives mm-hmm. you know good gifts, good things. Oh yeah. Um. But you know, if I'm holding on to it, I man, I am so inadequate. Exactly. I can't fix it myself. No. Like, who am I? Mm-hmm. Don't answer that. <laughs> Thank you. And that and that's the Deuteronomy thirty-one eight. Uh, Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord will personally go ahead of oh, you. Love that. He will be with you, and he will neither fail you nor abandon you. Mm-hmm. And if you are clenched fist tight and holding on to whatever you're going to hold on to, you are not going to be able to get what God is going to give mm-hmm. to you. And you're going to. He says, do not be afraid or discouraged. Guess what? If you're, if you're fisted up, you're going to be afraid. You're going to be worried. You're going to be discouraged. And you're not going to allow God to work you because you're holding on to it. You're not giving it to, to, to God, um, at all. So if I remember correctly, is that, is that in the midst of the Exodus where Moses is leading the people out? Yes. And, and so they're all freaking out because yeah, yeah. they're like, what are we going to do? This army's chasing us and everything. And Moses right. is like, okay, don't be afraid or discouraged for the Lord will personally go ahead of you. Exactly. He will be with you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. And it's just a great reminder of quit looking at all the things that are going wrong around oh, yeah. you. Right. Focus on God. Right. Because he's already gone before you. Mm-hmm. You know, he knows what's going to take place. Mm-hmm. Put your trust in him. Oh yeah. And quit thinking that you've got it all together and you can fix it. Exactly. I, Moses had to. I, I couldn't have done it. He no. had to have been a better man than I, because I would have just smacked those people upside the head. Well, I think he. Ha- I think he wanted to. I mean, if you really oh, look at that, I mean, he he lost it a couple times, and um, you know, I, I'm sure that we we didn't get half of what actually Moses <laughs> lost it. I right? mean, seriously, I don't think we got the whole scoop. Oh, for because, sure. You know, even that last time when you know he wasn't allowed in the promised land because he lost his cool and hit the rock and all that. You know, there was other instances that we're not reading about that. Just being, just my position, and just listening to people whine and gripe and complain. I, I, you can ask my wife. I've always said this. I, I'm sympathetic toward Moses a little bit. Oh, for sure. But I also know that what we're supposed to do. And Moses, I, I mean, I just like, I'm like, come on, God. He just, he, he's only human, right? Man. He's just he human. Tried. He's, he's trying, man. He loves you. He's trying, man. <laughs> he's trying. Exactly. Oh man. Well, just um. Good day and good topic, good discussion. And yep. Sunday, this coming Sunday, we're going to talk about something else. Um, is that biblical? Um, and the statement is only God can judge me. You can't judge me. So we're going to talk about that one. So, right. Um, also, if you guys are, um, we've already mentioned this, but if you, um, get a chance to, uh, see, uh, Kyle Lee or Doug Phillips or, uh, yep. Robert and Louise Gray, just make sure you tell them congratulations and, uh, tell them, you, you know, you're praying for them. Uh, we got upward soccer season coming. Uh, I don't know if you know that or not, mm-hmm. but, um, they wouldn't let me play. They said I was too old. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Um, they, um, I guess, uh, the games will begin on Saturday morning, August the 20th. And, um, you know, if you'd like to help out or whatever, you can, you know, or have somebody sign up, you can, you can still do that. Um, the 2022 back to school bash, 
um, will be on August the 24th from 5 to 7.30 at Richwood Park. Um, I think there still needs some volunteers, and if you'd like to help out, you can sign up at Richwood Church of Christ, right? Or Richwood? Richwood.church forward slash sign up. You're on. And then, hey, about the fair service. The fair service have Sunday. You ever, have you ever been? <laughs> I've been once. <laughs> okay, good. Thank you. Um, Sunday, September 4th. It's a day after my son's ninth birthday. That's crazy. Yeah. So I'm, I'm hoping to be there for my son's ninth birthday this year, as well as the fair service. And that's five days before my son's 34th birthday. I talked to your son this morning. I knew that. Yeah. What's up, Dustin? Hey, uh, that's good. About deers, right? About deer. Yeah. yeah Cutting, slicing, processing. processing. We, we use the professional word. Yeah. Process. Slice and dice. <laughs> slice and dice. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, we have uh, some women's Bible studies coming up. Got some women's Bible studies coming up. And um, let me take a look so I make sure I got this right. Two, two different women's Bible studies mm-hmm. are coming up. Waymaker is coming up. That's going to be on Wednesday mornings, um, and that's going to be starting on September the 14th at 9.30 in the morning. And that's going to meet in the fellowship hall. There's child there's care child care for that one. For yeah. that one. And then there's one on Thursday evening. It's a mom's Bible study in the book of James. That's going to start on September the 15th at 6 p.m. And that's going to be in the corner classroom in the gymnasium, off the gymnasium, room 202. And there's no child care for and that one. And there's no child care for that one. So if you can sign up for that. And then the Chosen Video Series starts on September 28th. So that starts on 28th at 6 p.m. and season two. So come join the crowd. It's pushing into hunting season there. Bow season has that. already started at that point. It is that. So yeah. um, I think that's all. I think so, too. Well, I think I... That's it? Yeah. I've got 35 minutes before i got to pick Kennedy up, so... We're, we're in good shape. That means that this probably won't get out until after I get back from lunch, so Kevin Beal, love you, brother. Um, we'll get it out as soon as we can. He'll text both of us <laughs> right. before then. Where's the podcast? <laughs> right. But, no, we we do thank... You know, I know that we, we get a lot of messages. A lot of people will come up to us and, and say, hey, thanks so much for the podcast. I listen to it every week, and... And it's just a great part of my day. I got a, we got a message. To, I don't know if, did you get a Snapchat from Molly? Um, I did. the last week where she was like, best part of my week. And she was right. listening to Grounded. And yeah. So she's probably drinking her Airstream coffee. Exactly. So, and again, Molly, thank you so much for the coffee. If you're still listening. Yep. And uh, thank you for both bags. And, yes. Um, if I, I'll, luckily, if I'll get another cup out of those, cause Brandon will probably drink those before I come back. So. Right. I might. I might. I might. Yeah. So, I I don't drink that much coffee. Oh, come on, man. My wife's sitting at home like, yes, he does. Okay. The, you know, there's, I don't know what the percentage of the water in the body is, (laughs) but whatever that is on most people, you don't have that. You've got coffee. I'm actually probably not allowed to give blood because it's going to be coffee. Right. AB positive (laughs) coffee. Your blood type is BR, black rifle. <laughs> yeah. That is probably true. So what is the what is the coffee that Randy brought us yesterday? There's no name on it. Oh, that was called Silence or Smooth. Silence or Smooth. So no, Silencer. Silencer? You know, like you put a silencer okay. on a gun. Yeah. Black Rifle is owned by veterans, so they're very mm-hmm. military I, tactical I had oriented. Beyond black. Okay. Um yesterday. I don't know if I've ever had Beyond Black. Mm, it's good. Is it? It's really good. But I bet it, it w- it's. It, I, let me just put it this way. It might be just a touch, just a touch hot, too manly for you. Bull. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so I have a question for you. If we're gonna go down that road, <laughs> okay. We're, if we're gonna go down that road, I have a question. So okay. you had Beyond Black coffee, correct? Yes. yes. Once you began to take that coffee mug and put it to your lips, what color was the coffee in your mug? Was it still black? It, it was. It, it was it still black? It was creamy. Was it? Exactly. It wasn't a lot of cream, but it's just. Uh huh. I drink my coffee like, um, say, like John Wayne drinks his coffee. Mm-hmm. Clint Eastwood drinks his coffee. And just you know a, that? What is it? You know that they drink creamer in their coffee? I don't know for sure. I'm just guessing. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Drink it like a man and drink it black. If you're going to okay. drink beyond black, drink it black. So. I like. The I get co- creamer at Tim Hortons because they they make theirs too. It it's actually Tim Hortons coffee is smooth compared they to make a lot of places. Their coffee too manly. Oh, is that what it is? You get creamer in yours at Tim Hortons too. So I don't want to <laughs> hear it. 
<laughs> okay, well, anyway. So there we go. Coffee there. Coffee, yeah. yeah. All right, well, anything else? No, I think Any- we covered it. Anything? I'm I'm looking forward to the fair. That's getting close. I'm excited it will be. about we're, that. We're like uh, two, two Sundays away. Mm-hmm. One Sunday. It'd away. be three Sundays. Three Sundays. This away. Sunday, the next Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, I'm, so, yeah, you're right. Getting ahead of yourself. I am getting ahead of myself. Yeah. So, but yeah, we are excited about that and looking forward to you know, finishing out this series and then getting into the fall. Fall's going to be here. Christmas is going to be here. Oh, gosh. You're excited. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Well, yeah okay. I'll be going to get a Christmas tree before too long. Mm-hmm. We'll be talking about that again. Yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah, it will be. Well, thanks for listening. We uh, hope you have a great week. We hope you um, continue to stay grounded. I know that that is a, a something we haven't talked about in a while, but we did, you know, kind of played on words there with our coffee grounds, but also just the fact that we hope and pray that you stay grounded in God's word. Um, and with everything we talked about today, you know, that's, that's what our goal is, is to not get off track, not to get confused by what the world's telling us or other people are telling us, but, you know, stick true to what God's word says. So Craig, you stay grounded. I'm going to try. Go get you another cup of your, the Airstream coffee before I drink the rest of it. I, I will. There's not much left. I think you had a lot. Uh, my coffee cup is a little big. So. Minus two. Yours is two. You're drinking out of your Holden Beach mug, and that thing is huge. But I started pouring. He was like, that's enough. I filled it about halfway up. He and he did. was like, if you fill it too far up, it'll get too cold exactly. before I'm yeah. done drinking it. So. But well, hey. Go ahead. I was like, yeah, it's a, it's a good coffee mug. So yeah. It is. Yeah. I brought him a Holden yeah. Beach five-gallon coffee, coffee mug. mug back. From Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> Not Atlanta, Georgia. Come on. <laughs> All right. Well, hope you have a great rest of your day today and a great week. And uh, we will catch you back next week on Grounded. See ya. Thank you.